0: good evening everybody thursday the 9th of november it is episode 117 of so what's been happening uh this one rounds out a little three peak series that we've done this week um starting off with jamie hutchings we had earlier this week and last night mark sinton as well and tonight we get to talk to another melbourne muso um who's recently moved moved away uh, from local Melbourne anyway, into regional Melbourne, uh, just outside of, into Castlemaine. And we'll have a chat to him shortly, Al Carr. Um, Thanks to Chris Familden for organising this one as well, um, as he did with Jamie. So thank you to that. Um, We've got a couple more coming up next week, which we'll talk later. Um, But just before we kick off with Al, I just want to touch on a couple of gigs that are on. Uh, Tonight, the Tote kind of reopens officially Um, we got to save the tote and now got a flurry of gigs kind of happening so this one will kick off tonight with Bad Dreams uh, who are doing massive things at the moment they're headlining which was known as a secret headliner a little while ago it's just been announced Um, and Dr Shaw's unusual practice as well as don't thank me spank me so make sure you're there tonight later on Uh, I think that kicks off around now-ish but Save, save, your, save your legs and stay with us for a little while, um, and then you can head off to the tote. And big one for this weekend is Lulipalooza. Um, plenty of artists on, the Murlocs and Coffin headlining there with Full Flower Moon Band, um, and we've had Emily South on, so make sure we get down and see her. It's officially sold out, I think, now, which is fantastic for Lulie. um and the Lulie Tavern. And then for Sunday, it's a bit of a Sunday recovery session. Small town romance um, at the gem with the Luke Sinclair set uh, opening up for them. So that'll be a great way to spend a Sunday, Arvo. So there's just a couple of gigs out and about at the moment. Uh, make sure you go go out and uh, check out some of those. But tonight it's all about Al Carr. So look forward to chatting to him now. We will bring up Al and have a chat about uh, what's going on in his life. And exciting new music, no doubt, as well. So let's bring him up. Welcome, welcome, Al.
1: G'day, Aaron. Thanks for having me.
0: No worries. Episode 117 uh, roars up pretty quickly. We, we're we not far off 100. Only oh, It feels like only a couple of weeks ago. So we've really started to punch out some artists now. So uh, thanks for joining us, mate.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, those are impressive numbers.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, as I mentioned to you a little bit just before, um, this was never supposed to go past kind of the first uh really podcast that we just jumped on for a chat just about life uh talking about all things and all challenges uh and music was obviously one of those during the lockdown period and so it was fantastic that we're able to jump on still these days and promote we do this for a bit of fun now uh chatting to artists and having a bit of fun and hopefully one day who knows some people jump on and sponsor um we had heaps normal do a special uh send us some beers to review, which was really nice. So we'd love to do that again with uh, a few other people. Um, obviously, we do that with music as well. But tonight, it's all about Alcar um, and your life story and in journey in music so far, mate. So thanks again for jumping on. No worries. Um, all right. You're over uh, in Melbourne now, moved to Castle Main not long ago, but that's not kind of where you were born and where you came from. Tell us a little bit about that, mate.
1: Yeah, so uh, born in london um but family immigrated to australia oh, probably would have been two or three years old so 81 82 something like that um immigrated to, to sydney which is kind of where i grew up um, out in the hills district a place called castle hill um, lived in a place called Borkham hills as well kind of western sydney um so yeah lived there for yeah all of my childhood teenage years and um started playing in bands when I was yeah at uni at at Sydney uni um in the inner west there and this would have been late 90s early 2000s um so yeah it sort of kicked things off you know playing at the 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 old usual haunts Hopeton Hotel the Annandale Lansdowne a few of them are still going a lot of them aren't
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely it's uh Look, it's sad that we've we've lost a few venues on the back of COVID um, as well, but we also lost a few well before then. So in in that, in saying that, there are some new venues that are popping up, some smaller little venues, some indie little venues in, in and around Melbourne, especially. Um, I'm sure the same thing's kind of happening in and around other states at the moment. But um, some bands kind of uh, gave it away during COVID. Some bands went away and and wrote wrote songs. Um, and did things differently. Let's face it; uh, as we all had to, yeah? the classic word "pivot" um, came into play there. Um, but some new bands have, have been born in COVID as well, so uh, it's not all bad. So look forward to uh, to asking a little bit about your life, mate. Um, your first memory of music uh, as a youngster? Um, how old were you, roughly? And kind of what was what was playing in the house?
1: Yeah, look, yeah. Uh, gosh, uh, my first memory of music would be, look, it would have to be my, my old man's record collection. So a lot of my sort of music taste comes from his, um, he grew up in a place called Stoke-on-Trent in England, and um, which is just near Liverpool. So, you know, he was lucky enough to see the Beatles at the Cavern Club and, um, you know, he's got some funny stories. Took a pee next to Rod Stewart one night and <laughs> saw Eric Clapton when he was playing with the the Blues Breakers, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, look, my first memory would have just been, I guess, being exposed to probably it's probably those first two Beatles records because he had those on vinyl, which he's mm-hmm. given to me now mono mono pressings. And um, yeah, look, I think probably that would be what I can recall, kind of yeah, really early on there. Uh, parents having friends around to the house and putting those records on yep.
0: um,
2: yeah.
0: yeah isn't it so great weird. it used to be back in the day it used to be kind of listening parties uh they were called to get a new album and invite some friends around and we don't get to do that um and when was the last kind of full album you reckon you listen to top to bottom
1: it's interesting you know um not well, I, I listen to albums in the car. So if I'm I'm up in I think you said I'm up in Castlemaine, which is about an hour and a half north of Melbourne. Um, so if I'm heading down to Melbourne, I'll put an, an album album on, and that's kind of the only chance that you know. It's all about seems to be about singles these days. It's kind of a bit of a new um, newer approach. But um, yeah, look, it's um, it's not as regular. Definitely not as regular as what it once was, which yeah, is a shame, really. It's it's kind of
0: a, becoming a bit of a, a lost art form, the DLP. The,
2: yeah. The <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we're, we're going to kick off tonight. You've been uh, nice enough to grace us with uh, a couple of songs you're going to play yes. for us tonight. So we might kick off with the first one, mate, and then we'll come back for another chat. Sounds good. All
1: righty. Um, so this track's called Sinking Moon. It's the first song of the album, The Right Dereliction, that we've just released.
3: stars resting by the watchful moon When the dust did rise, there was nothing left Just a hint of something we once clung out on to By the railway track, where the river runs sense of Charles, leads you far from what we knew Well you won't look back, at these small, small things When belonging brings you note inside of you Tell you what you got to lose Nothing need a hip, you through Nothing but the dog we do Nothing but the sink and move Nothing but the sink and move It can cleanse your lungs it will let us fight again in the house. When the blood runs cold and the mind results, there'll be something left for you to claim and love. Till we hear that high, best to let it ride. But the night slowly is once again. Till do you what you have to do. I'll tell you what you
2: got to lose. nothing here to help you through,
3: nothing but the dark will do, nothing but the sinking moon, nothing but the sinking moon. Nothing the
2: sink in. There
0: we go. Beautiful, mate. That was great. Thank you. A little bit of a Sinking Moon. Chorus. Yeah, Sinking Moon. Um, tell us a little bit about Sinking Moon. It's a, it's a song that you're about to – obviously, it's on the album, but it's about to be released this week, I believe.
1: Correct, yeah. Um, so it's going to come out um, – it's the 15th of November. Uh, we've got a video clip for it as well that we've filmed um, up here in Castlemaine, down in Melbourne as well, that will come out, um, I believe, the following week. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's really kind of the, it's the first track on the album. We sort of saw it as sort of the centrepiece of, um, of the record in a sense. Of, you know, it sounds great with the band playing on it. Um, some great Fender Rhodes keys on the
0: track as well. So it's come together really well. Mm. Um, and tell us a little bit about the inspiration. Uh, why, why The Sinking Moon? Yeah, I, I, I think I
1: just thought it was a nice, um, it's kind of a message from one friend to another, uh, uh, somebody going through a bit of a rough patch, um, kind of words of advice, passing on, um, you know, um, I guess, yeah, so advice for somebody going through a bit of a, a, a rough trot and that per- the, the imagery of a sinking moon kind of tied in nicely, I think, with, um, you know, somebody kind of a bit down on their luck. Um, having a hard time of it. So,
0: um, yeah, that's sort of lyrically kind of what it is. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Um, and you've released one single off the album already. Yes. Um, we're going to just play a little clip from that. So just tell us a little bit about that uh, that song before we before we go with uh, the Rise of Jericho. Rose of Jericho, sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... Um, yeah, again, um, it's the first song on the the B side. It's um, yeah, the lyrics are kind of, I guess, try to try to be really um, um, uh, thematic with the, the lyrics. Some some interesting. It's it's a song that's kind of maybe not got a, a simple sort of narrative structure the whole way through lyrically, but just some interesting ideas with words that um, that play against each other really nicely. Um, uh, yeah, Hammond organ in the song, which kind of drives the song a lot. It's kind of like a driving song, really. It's sort of got that kind of solid beat to it. Um, and the Hammond that gets played in it, which our guitarist Simon Simon Maiden played um, at the studio, just really makes it. You know, that's really, that that Hammond's really high up in the mix and um, keeps things ticking along.
0: Yeah, uh, I noticed a lot of your songs are very much driving songs, mate. They're very relaxing and um, they're fantastic. So too many long trips from not too, not too long, but long trips from Castlemaine down to Melbourne uh, and back. Yeah. Uh, plenty plenty cool. of thinking time and plenty of uh, driving time. So here we go with the Rose of Jericho. I'm just going to play a little bit of it. Sure. Shake <laughs> out
3: empty, dead. A drooping heart like a marionette. Mentioned something about the waiting moon. How it will eclipse all cattle soon. From the Merck-Hill stench stand, of DK Street To the Albert Trice above the North Pacific Somewhere between I'm gonna leave my heart Drive in the ocean, let it turn around in the dark And if you find some silverware, the friends the coast you own, then lead it to.
0: There you go, Uh, the Rose Jericho. All right, I'm going to uh, urge everyone to jump on YouTube and uh, make sure you check the rest of that out. I want to give it all away, but alcar.com.au is where you're looking for. So jump on that and uh, most importantly, then jump on Bandcamp, buy one um, and gift gift another one to a friend. Uh, I'm sure if anyone can do that, um, I guarantee they'll thank you later. And when they're driving back from a trip, into wherever uh driving back and there's your driving song for the future so well done on that song um how important is a clip for you these days
2: um
0: yeah look i think
1: it is important i never really used to do them um but for this one we've done two so we're doing another one for sinking moon actually um which um yeah which which has come together really really well um a guy that i um, um became friends with Arlo, Dean Cook, is, um, who's um, doing a few music clips around town at the moment. He's done both of those clips for me. But yeah, look, I think, you know, in the digital age, it's kind of a handy thing to have. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's not one of those ones that you can absorb all the, you know, all the time sitting there watching a whole clip. Um, hence the reason it kind of, you sit there and you think okay well when do I cut it when do I cut it you just and before yeah. you know it it's one of those songs that you can easily listen to the whole thing but um, yeah. we're very much in the place now of absorbing very small snippets so it does give you something to kind of cut up and multiplay across kind of socials and and I think that's really yeah. important um, not all artists yeah. are doing it, but I think it's important definitely on an album
1: yeah I agree it's kind of um it's just yeah, just an extra sort of thing that you've got up your sleeve to um to get out there it's the way i sort of look at it at the end of the day yeah
0: yeah definitely um and you gave a quick shout out uh in relation to the making making of it uh, and the clip um can you give me a little sneak preview with what to expect with uh sinking moon, sinking moon. um well it's
1: more narrative driven so um so simon and the guitarist in the band is actually he's an actor in his his day job so he um you know, he's, he kind of knows what he's doing, whereas I completely don't know what I'm doing. Um, and we, we, it's 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 him and I in the the clip. Um, it's a bit of a storyline to it. It's a bit of a, um, you know, we're we're on the land. That's all I'll say. We're on the British, run. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you, That's you, right. we, we've got a a pub that we we drink at down in Fitzroy in Melbourne, the old uh, the um, commercial club hotel that um, kindly let us do some shooting in there. Um, yeah so it's come together really well um very so nice
0: might bad attempts at acting yeah that's right well uh we won't be too harsh on you for sure but <laughs> we also got a uh album launch um you've just played one um up at your local the bridge there um is. a week or so ago uh in castlemaine and then you're off to in a week's time um off to mm-hmm. the bar, bar open which will be a great gig saturday night um Special guests, Amy Flight and Ron Nickel, I believe it. Um, yeah. So I look forward to that. Um, it must be great to finally get, you know, be able to get it out there and play a few live gigs again.
1: Definitely. Yeah, no, the um, the Castlemaine gig was great at the bridge. We all love the bridge. I go there most weeks and, and see whatever live music they've got happening. The beauty of living in Castlemaine, it's a great music town. Um, oh, there, there we are, up on the, out in the beer garden. Um, so yeah, so that was great. And then the bar open gig will be fantastic. Um, I hope, um, Amy flight, who will be playing with her band, who I actually haven't met Amy yet, but I've heard great things about her. And, um, Rowan's an old friend of mine who kind of, a, an in our country, Americana Troubadour will be opening it up solo. Um, yeah, so, so good lineup, um, and bar opens always fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bar open's one of those great venues in Melbourne. That's you can if ever, if ever there's not much on, head to bar open. You can guarantee there's a gig there. Um, it's incredible. A little place that they've still been able to jam pack most nights and um, fantastic for album launches because it can be little and intimate as well. Um, but it also can be uh you know, pack it out all the way back to the inside the bar there. So fantastic. Uh, next Saturday, if you're well, not if you've got nothing on now you've definitely got something on <laughs> Uh, make sure you get there and support Al uh, and the crew releasing this new album so um let's flash back a little bit mate to your first ep um oh, right we're, we're talking uh around 2013 I believe a little while ago now 10 years yeah. um the strong yes. arm this is a cool uh I'm really into album covers so just tell us a little bit about this image
1: yeah, so um, that photo, um, so it's actually our guitarist, Simon, it's his wife, Sally Maiden, who um, is an amazing photographer and um, she's done a few of our album covers. That's a photo that she took, I believe, in Chelsea in New York, I think, in New York City. Um, so that was just a great photo. I th- I, as soon mm-hmm. as I saw it, I thought, wow, that, that, that's an album
0: cover right there. Yeah. Um, so we went with, with that one for, for that release. Very nice, very nice. And the the one behind me, um, I snuck a little snippet of the gut of truth, twenty seventeen ish. Here it is in in its entirety. Uh, it's a yeah. great shot. Where was this? Where was this taken? Yeah, so I don't know the exact
1: street, but it's in Fitzroy. So it's kind of one of the the back streets of Fitzroy, somewhere
0: or other. But um, yeah, just again a really great photo. Sure is, sure is. And then. Uh, in roughly 2020, I believe, Empty Skies came out, uh, if Bandcamp's correct, as far incorrect. as
2: that is. That,
1: that's very correct. Yeah, no, we had that. Again, another photo from Zoe. But, um, yeah, look, that came out in 2020, obviously completely stuffed over by COVID stuff. We were going to launch it at the Mary Creek Tavern in, in Melbourne, um, and that got all
0: kind of messed up. But, um, yeah, don't want to talk about that sort of stuff. You <laughs> eventually, eventually got it out there. Do you feel like that kind of album maybe didn't get enough, um, you know, push or airplay because of the time? And then you kind of got out of COVID, and you were you're onto the next thing. How how was it for you?
1: Yeah, looked completely yeah. So we we had everything kind of lined up, ready to go, and then it all went uh, on hold. And then as soon as we we were able, we we did the launch show at the Brunswick Artist Spa for it. Um, by then, you know, we'd written a whole new batch of songs and we were ready to go on the next one, but we still wanted to give Empty Skies its its kind of day. And um, so, yeah, we, we, we did the gig, but obviously, you know, we've got a whole new batch of songs ready to go. You're a little bit less passionate and sort of motivated to sort of look back and... Um, but we, we we gave it a, a little bit of um, um, a nudge and yeah had 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 a couple of gigs that um, that, that went well um, you know we're sort of proud of that album as well we recorded that at Temper Trap Studios in in North uh, Northcote with uh, a guy AJ um, who runs a studio there um, but yeah it's just like so many bands would have been sort of stuffed over with releases and what yeah. have you yeah
0: absolutely well let's just touch on that time just quickly because it it's interesting to hear how some artists went about it whether they music was part of their life during that phase we all didn't know how long it was going to go on for obviously but Mm. you know was it a positive experience overall for you um other than the obviously Mm. the lockdown phase but how did you kind of handle that period yeah i
1: yeah it's interesting i mean i wouldn't say it was positive but i we just kind of, you know, kind of, we moved to Castlemaine again, which is a, a town about an hour and a half north of Melbourne, just at the beginning of COVID. So um, got a couple of young kids. So they were starting school um, around that time. Um, so it was just sort of, we kind of got on with it really, um, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, sort of musically, I suppose, you know, you just kind of turn to songwriting and doing demos at home. I had a lot more time to 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 play the guitar. Bought some silly guitars that I shouldn't have. That I've because I was bored and <laughs> now since sold because uh, right. they were a waste of money and a bad idea. Not a waste of money, but a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was a good time in the sense of um, being able to to write and to, to stockpile demos really, which was um, you know that we had a great kind of batch of demos to choose the the 10 songs from that are on the, the latest record. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um,
0: have you got one more song for us? Yeah, I do. Um, let me
1: play you. This song is called those diamond notes. I was going to do the Rose of Jericho, but then No, you that's won't fun. want to hear that again. Sounds reasonably in tune. Um, so this is a song called those night diamond notes again off the, the new album.
2: Middle
3: drops in here it again Lightning strikes each time it plays It calls you No center to your heart It feels he you Every time it takes its hold, Got it bang around your soul Wailing out a wounded beast Gives you less than you need. Life's gone cold, then you need it again, the loving and hope, yeah that beautiful deal, it saves you. Won't let you down when the time is now, it brings you close, when the dust is high, yeah saves you. Time it takes its wood, got it bang around your soul, When a un- wounded beast gives you that sweet release when the Lord is tough and nature shares its curse, glow as it knows the cover fall you from the heart time it takes it's more, You've got it back around your soul, When well, out of a wounded beast, gives you that sweet release, gives you that sweet release, gives you that sweet release.
0: Yeah, beautiful, man. Thanks again. Cheers. No worries. Yeah, it's always great to hear, uh, hear an acoustic version of anything. Um, it sounds a little bit different to that on the album, obviously, um, the full band. It does. Um, it's always great. Um, I know plenty of people that are acoustic kind of Nazis uh, in respect okay. of They absolutely just love acoustic music. Um, and have you ever thought about putting out an acoustic album or a, a live kind of session uh, version? Yeah. Um...
1: look, you know, it would be something that that I'd consider maybe, but it's just for me personally, I do much more prefer to play with other people. So I get a lot more. I do do quite a few solo gigs around town because it's just kind of easier sometimes to, you know, um, coordinate, hard to get everyone sort of on the same page for a full band gig. Um, But I'd say it's a lot more fun playing with other people, playing with the band is always just,
0: you know, it's... um,
1: yeah, more of a joy than kind of standing there on your own, and I think probably more interesting for an audience as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not yeah. always, not always. It depends True. on the environment yeah. format. But um, yeah, yeah, plugging in and make it a bit more noise is always a bit more exciting too. Um, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And guitar always been for you? Was that the first instrument and the, um, yeah. the way it is for you?
1: Yeah, guitar's kind of the the pretty much all i i play um i can't profess to play any other instrument really so yep. yeah guitar's kind of been the thing since since day one
0: yeah when when kind of was day one for you on a guitar when did you kind of first I, pick it up i reckon i
1: probably asked my mum and dad for a guitar maybe when i was about perhaps 10 i think something like I that am. And they bought me this i'm left-handed so they of course bought me a a right-handed guitar, <laughs>
2: um,
1: not not really realizing that there was a uh, you know a difference between left-handed and right-handed guitars. So um, learned to play it as um, a, a right-handed um, person would, and um, still play it that way, um, um, even though I am left-handed. So uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been God, years ago. But um, yeah, it's sort of I thank them for buying me that because it's been sure. a
0: great. Um, Great thing to to have in my life. So not a left-hand upside-downer like a few a few people? No, that
1: looks terrifying. I don't know how that yeah. even makes sense with chord structures and all that sort of thing. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah, I, I don't know how yeah. that would even work.
2: <laughs> yeah, shout-out to
0: two of our friends. Uh, Dave Cosmer has been on the show quite a lot, who plays a lot of acoustic left-hand upside-down, and and oh, also uh, George Carawilson. Um Holy man, he's a he's a lefty.
3: Oh, player. sure.
0: So there you go. Is he? Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah,
1: that's um, yeah, that's impressive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so just a quick shout out to those guys as well. Um, who, give us one of your, your biggest inspirations uh, in music, mate. Um, that's that's been for you. For me, biggest
1: inspirations. Um, gosh, um, look, I would probably give you. Um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of The Who recently, um so I'd say Pete Townsend. He's kind of been there again from Dad's record collection. Pete Townsend's been a fairly constant, um, and I'm just kind of getting into some of his solo albums, which I never really gave the time of day. Um, and you know, it, it might not be that similar to the sort of stuff that I I kind of write these days, but yeah, Pete Townsend. He's um, yeah, he'd, he'd probably be top five, I reckon, um, up up there for me. Um, uh, who else? Um,
0: what about your think? top uh, top Australian artist? Who who do you really like? That's that's maybe in and around Melbourne. That's uh, playing a heaps of gigs. That's maybe known or not known. But who's kind yeah. of do you really love uh, connecting with and listening to when you get a chance? Uh,
3: well, I've
1: played a few gigs um, over recent years with the guy called Chris Pickering. Um, who's, I um, think he's originally from Brisbane, but um, he's based down in Melbourne these days. Um, teaches out at um, JMC's Music Academy, um, but he's, um, you know, he's fantastic. He's released a, a couple of records that that I'm in awe of. Um, he spent a bit of time over in, in Nashville, I think, trying to kind of um, get things together over there. And he's, he's sort of back in Melbourne on the scene playing gigs, every now and then, but whenever I see him, he's, um, he played at the Empty Skies album launch. He, he was on the bill and I played with him, I think, for the Gun of Truth album launch as well. Um, he was on the bill and I'm always blown away uh, whenever I, I see him perform. He just plays with a three piece and um, they're doing these um, sort of 15 minute cosmic jam things at the moment that, are yeah, a sight to behold.
0: <laughs> yeah the old psych rock is back in a big way isn't it um, yeah
1: yeah oh, and fun he, fun. he does it with an Americana kind of you know yeah. slant to it so it's really interesting
0: absolutely um and i believe there's a bit of a connection with davy lane uh back in the day you've had davy play with yeah, yeah
1: that's right yeah so um the connection there is um i one of my my all-time favorite bands is a, a band called the replacements um mm-hmm. who are around in the the 80s and potentially early 90s, Paul Westerberg, lead singer. You perhaps know the Marin, but um, we put on a tribute night. Oh, actually, it was it was for a, a showing of a documentary that had been made about the band, um, and we contacted the director, me and Simon, guitarist in my band because we're such big fans, asked him if he wanted to show it over here, um, and he agreed to that, so we... We, um, we showed it um, at an old club in Brunswick, the Phoenix Club, I think it was called, cool. um, but organised this tribute night after the film um, where we had um, a great backing band, um, Dave Larkin, Davey Lane, um, a couple of other guys um, with guest singers, so Tim Rogers, um, um, Charles Jenkins, Nick Barker, it was it was just a fantastic oh, night. And, um uh, met Davey through organising that, and um, that was around 2013 when that that EP came out, and asked him if he'd be interested in in playing um, on on that record, and um, he he agreed. So that was that was fantastic for me because Paul has been a big My fan, and he's an amazing guitarist, and um, yeah, that was um, that was a very exciting moment to to have him play on
0: on a song that I wrote. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and have you got a, a thought on on one artist in particular? If you could just go and grab one artist anywhere uh, right now to play kind of on your next record. Have you thought about I don't know, maybe some artists that potentially had of reach, who knows, but you never know if you never uh, shoot them any details. Who, who would you have that you'd like to accompany you?
1: Oh, look, I would say... Um... You know a band that i bought a ticket actually to see them they're coming out to australia drive by truckers um they're they're out here next march i think it is um i've always just loved everything that they've they've ever done mike cooley patterson hood um i think that they're just genius songwriters and there's a great partnership there between the two of them so yeah that would be that would be my dream to be able to sit down with some of those guys
2: yeah, there, that's yeah. A, yeah. a
1: very far-fetched dream. But um yeah, no, look okay. I hold oh, them up them
0: very highly. Yeah. Let's continue that dream for two seconds. Uh if you could play any stage or venue right now, uh, if I could transport you in mm-hmm. an hour's time and you're you're on at say ten o'clock, um where would it be that you'd love to play one day? Jeez. Um where would it be? Um
1: look, maybe um I I We moved back to London, um, um, 2003 to 2006, and saw a lot of gigs at the Astoria in London, and um, just loved that venue. Um, So, yeah, that would be that would probably be one of the
0: top venues that um, that would be great to play at. Awesome, and obviously you'd be headlining. But uh, any band in the world, who 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 would be uh, who would you put opening for you? Just give me one band that you'd love to have open for you. Oh,
1: gosh. Um, I would say, well, um, I play with um, some. Uh, there's, there's a mate of mine who I was just jamming with l- last night, actually, Pete Daly, who's a Castlemaine based musician and a good mate of mine. So I'd get him to
0: come over and, you know, we'd, we'd go over there and drink some pints and play a gig.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: beautiful. Uh, there's plenty of talented artists up Castlemaine Way, that's for sure. So there is. Um, You could drag drag a big busful over there, no doubt. Um, Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The songwriting process for you, uh, it's always an interesting one to talk to artists about. How do you kind of go about your um, songwriting process? And is it the same every time for for each of your albums?
1: Pretty much, yeah. It's really just um, kind of messing around on the guitar and coming up with um, some chords that that work um, and then some sort of a vocal melody over the chords. Um, I always try to make it, you know, something that's catchy, um, and then the lyrics are kind of the last thing that they're kind of a bit of an afterthought. Once you've got the the vocal melody there, ready to go, um, that's um, that's the key, really. For me, the, the yeah, the lyrics you, you try to make them as as good as you can, but um, that's not kind of the main driver, I guess. For me, it's it's really about the melody and the interest factor in the the musicality of, of kind of how those chords sound all together and what, what the other guys in the band bring to it. Um, yeah. so yeah, it starts in that way. And then yeah, the lyrics can get changed quite a bit, you know, um, once you take it into a practice room and the band starts playing, it's like, okay, that, that doesn't really work lyrically anymore. And yeah, so it's yeah. kind of, I guess the order of how I do it. Sure.
0: And have you ever had any kind of, Weird experiences where songs come to you in a weird kind of place at a weird time of the day or hour. Um,
1: sure, yeah, yeah, all the time. You, you know, I often get um, melodies that, that come into your mind. You might be walking, walking, um, pick the kids up from school, or um, driving down to Melbourne in the car or what have you. And that's the beauty of of iPhones. <laughs> I find you know they've got that little um, sort of dictifying sort of recording thing on there that you can just kind of press record and s- look like an idiot and sing it into the, sing the melody into the phone. And, um, yeah. yeah, the hard part is then going through it all and trying to kind of interpret, you know, all of these little things that you've recorded <laughs> when you're
0: looking for ideas, yeah, uh, trying to That's kind of yeah, remember <laughs> what you were trying to do. Yeah. And what's next for Al car after this, uh, Obviously, there's, you know, the new single that's about to release. Then we've got the gig uh, coming up on the 18th. But where else can we find you? Is there anything else happening pre-Christmas, this side of Christmas?
1: Yeah, look, I'm doing – so I'm doing that album launch at Borough Up and then I'm doing um, uh, an acoustic gig um, with um, Pete, who I just mentioned before, another friend, Blair, at the um, Cosmopolitan Hotel in Trentham. um, That's Saturday, the 2nd of December. Um, and I'll be playing there in February and March as well, Um, hoping to get up to Sydney, um, probably just myself and Simon, the guitarist in the band, and sort of in duo mode to to kind of sort of do some sort of uh, a launch up there as well in the new year. Um, But, yeah, then, look, we'll we'll probably do some gigs in Melbourne, kind of first half of next year for another single, Um, and then, um, yeah, hopefully do some more recording.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. A few more songs uh, in the vault potentially in the next uh, 18 months or so. You've, seen, you've kind of set yourself a bit of a progression every couple of years that looks like you've had a bit of a release. So is that still on the cards?
1: Hoping to keep that going, yeah. Every couple of years is feels pretty good for me just to kind of, kind of get it out there and get the songs out into the world. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to do some recording sort of towards the end of next year or sort of second half of next year and look to go again 2025 with with something new.
0: Yeah, and your, and your thoughts on kind of the the new way it really is. I mean, it's not necessarily a new way, but it's, it seems to be a bit of direction a lot of people are heading in as far as singles and single releases, then into mm-hmm. EPs potentially, and then mm-hmm. maybe a full-length album at different stages. Obviously, yeah, you know, there's a few reasons for that, but is that kind of maybe a bit of a way forward for you? How, how do you kind of look at that?
1: Yeah, look, I, I have sort of started to notice that, particularly with um, The Right election this this album that we're doing at the moment. That um, I, I guess it's um, everyone loves uh, a long player and a, a, an album, um, particularly as the artist, it's a satisfying thing to have, you know, your 10, 12 songs there mm. on a record, on a piece of vinyl to to Kind of, you know, prove that you've done it. But, um yeah, I think that that is particularly with streaming services, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. They're looking for singles, really. Um, I, I guess the advantage of it is that you can easily go into a studio, and I see a lot of friends and bands that I know do this. They'll record just a few songs at a time and then release them, you know, uh, as singles and not record the whole album all in one go and just have this kind of rolling feast of, Releases to keep the algorithm on Spotify happy and um, keep the uh, yeah keep keep people's attention on you. I suppose it's it's yeah if you're um, an independent artist, it's probably a, a smart way to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah, and how how challenging is is that kind of road roadway? Uh, I guess you call it now that you know that path of um, being in the mix of out there in the ether of the digital world, uh, effectively. I mean, you'd be glad that Vinyl's back, being an old Vinyl fan. Um, mm. really important to, you know, it's a real, uh, not a stature thing, but it's just a really nice timepiece to have yeah. a Vinyl album again um, back out there. But, yeah, you know, navigating the road of, of digital media now, um, how important is someone like a publicist and uh, all that kind of part of the process?
1: Yeah, really important, I think. Um, yeah, it's... Um been great um, working with um, with with Chris Hamilton for this release Um, I haven't ever used a publicist in the past but um, they just kind of know what they're doing and I I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) I have a sort of vague kind of understanding of it but don't have the connections or anything like that that um, um, you know as an independent artist it's kind of hard to find the time for that sort of stuff so um, yeah it's been really useful
0: all right. Um, we're just going to finish with uh, can you give any words of advice to a, a young artist kind of coming through given that, you know, you've had a bit of a long history in music um, and seen lots of things happen um, in today's world right now, you know, mm. uh, any kind of words of advice for a young artist still trying to pave their way, I guess. Look, I think
1: probably just stick at it. Um, keep releasing music um, because you'll, you'll have – the releases that will will do something. Some of them might not um, kind of have to cut through, but just the consistency I think is um, is key. And if you love doing it, um, it's sort of the sense of satisfaction of having that in your life, um, music in your life and creating something. It's, it's too important to um, not do it. So, yeah, just keep at it. That's sort of been my approach and um, you get a lot of, joy out of it and um, satisfaction so yeah and a lot of fun times as well
0: yeah you sure do it's an incredible talent um being a musician uh having that gift uh you've got a couple of gifts there obviously a gift of being able to play the guitar but also a gift of being a front man and uh being a singer so well done mate uh keep it going and long may i continue cheers aaron thanks very much no worries all right the last question we ask normally is the, the classic dinner table um question and the dinner mm-hmm. dinner party question um, you are invited or you're inviting uh you're having a dinner and you're inviting five other guests to sit around the table with you they can be living or dead they can be at any stature um mm-hmm. you got to give me five it's not an easy one but we don't normally prepare for this one so just letting everyone know that this is totally off the cuff
1: <laughs> five okay well i'd have to invite my wife brie it's boring but you know She'd get upset if I didn't invite her um, who else um, gosh uh, you know uh, I'd probably throw in ooh, um, well Pete Townsend I mentioned him before it'd be great to, to have a chat to him um, um, you know um, oh, that's a that's a really tough question. You know? I'm thinking I should invite a few more friends, and then you, you think that's of right, musicians that you know, and then oh, I heard that they were grumpy. I was going to say someone like George Harrison, but then I, th- you know, you hear that he's a really
0: grumpy bugger. Um,
1: well, that's right. You I might change hard.
0: that. Yeah. He may be a surprise. Who knows? So let's put him on the table. There's three. Yep.
1: There's three. Um, all right. Who else have we got? Um, look, um, I'd also go. Um, uh, Well, I've got to have one of the bandmates there, so I'd go with Simon. Um, This is really boring probably in terms of who I'm choosing. But um, um, also, um,
0: um, does it have to be music related? Not at all. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, We've had presidents. We've had all sorts of people turn up. Comedians. um, It's been a mix. I'll go with Bill Hicks. You you mentioned um,
1: comedians. I reckon he's a is an interesting cat. So, yeah. I think he, All right. So, there you
0: go. There you go. And uh, you've probably changed your tradition a little bit. You're one of probably only a couple of artists that's actually invited their significant other. So, well done, mate. Uh, <laughs> not very often. So, congratulations to Bree who gets a seat at the table. Uh, she, she'll I'm be very good. happy. <laughs> I'll look at her now later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Al, we might leave it there, mate. It's fantastic to have a chat with you. Um, Please feel free to shoot us some details anytime you've got something coming up. We'd love to keep connecting with you and any other artists you can think of that you'd like to introduce us to, feel free to uh, give them our details and we'd love to have uh, them as part of our show again. But um, thanks again, Al Carr. You've been fantastic, mate. Um, Very generous with your time, playing a couple of songs for us. And good luck with the uh, release of this new album, uh, The Right Dereliction. Uh, It's an exciting time for you putting music back out there again. Um, Long may I continue. And congratulations on the album. Um, This has been episode 117 of So what's been happening with Al Carr. So thanks again, Al. See you out there. Thanks
1: Thanks very much. Look forward to
0: it. There you go. Al Carr joining us. Um, Don't forget uh, the album launch. The Right Dereliction is bar open next week, next Saturday. So make sure you can try and get out to that one if you can. Uh, and just a special mention to all sorts of uh, guests that we've had on this show. There's a bit of a list uh, compiled. Um, plus, we've had a few more. So it's a bit of a who's who. We're, we're starting to get through them and we're connecting with all some fantastic people. Um, anyone who's anyone uh, involved in art, sport and music is always welcome on this show to tell their story and tell us a little bit about themselves. So. Um, This has been episode 117, also what's been happening. We look forward to another one uh, early next week. Uh, We've got Matt Malone and the Holy Spirit. So look forward to that um, joining us. Uh, There you go. So enjoy your night. I'll see you out there. I'm heading off to the tote to see bad dreams. See you soon.